This episode, inflation hits a 40-year high. Biden makes it rain crack pipes. The Freedom Convoy stops by, or rather stops, Washington, D.C., or could stop Washington, D.C., and Sam Britton puts a dog leash on nuclear waste. I'm your host, Ed Gatins. Your co-host, John Delancey. Join us as we fall back to the keep, hold the center against the predations of the far right and the radical left. This is Raging Centrist. All right, let's just jump right into our stories. Let's talk about that inflation. All right, so Wall Street Journal appeared on February 11th by Gwen Guilford. Uh, U.S. inflation rate increases to a 40-year high of 7.5%. Labor Department on Thursday said the Consumer Price Index, which measures what consumers pay for goods and services in January, reached its highest level since February of 1982 and compared with the same month a year ago that puts inflation above december seven percent rate and well above the i'm sorry above the annual rate calculated in december which was seven percent and well above the 1.8 percent annual rate for inflation in 2019 ahead of the pandemic so-called core price index which excludes often volatile categories of food and energy climbed six percent in january from a year earlier that was a sharper rise than december's 5.5 percent increase and the highest rate in nearly 40 years Boom. What do you think? Absolutely correct there. I mean, uh, anybody can tell you a trip to the grocery store, a trip to the gas station, anything. You're looking for a new car, used car, you're paying more money. What do you think is the most? What do you think is the highest right now? Uh, I'd say probably uh, you're looking at your fuel costs. Right Um, on the money. uh, That is what our United States Department of Labor statistics says. Gasoline, 49.6% from December 2020 to December 2021. So... Now, let's see if you're two for two. What's the next biggest highest? Uh, probably say uh, your used car market. Yeah. Boom. Used car market right there. 37.3%. So, now, I'm going to tell you something that I don't know if you know, but the lowest that has not hit uh, an inflation, it is at inflation zero, is prescription drugs. I did not know that. So, here's here's the best part about prescription drugs, right? We need them for our elderly. We need them for our young. We need them for our sick. There are people that need these prescription drugs. So, small win there or negligible? Negligible win. I mean, if the costs are going up for everything else, you know, just because prescription drug prices aren't going up doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be saving any money right now, especially if you're paying twice as much or half as much more at the pump. Uh, you know, you're going to the grocery store, another $50, $60 on your bill every week. You know, that, okay. that's the reality of it. Uh, there was a paper out there uh, earlier today or yesterday that was saying that inflation's pretty much leading up to an extra $250 a month for the typical American. It uh, is, consumer. $250 a month. Yeah, now, so. also, in December, about 47% of small businesses said they plan to raise prices in the next three months on net, according to the National Federation of Independent Businesses and mm-hmm. Trade Association. Makes sense. That figures down slightly from last three months of 2021. But close to the highest sharp share since uh, monthly records began in 1986. So this means that small business owners the owners have to go up. They of just course. have to go yes. up because how else are you going to, incre- you know, you have an increase in labor costs, uh-huh. right? Because everyone wants that more money. And if you don't offer them more money, you're not going to attract somebody into your business. It's you a, can't If you don't pay, they're not playing. It's a worker's market right now. I mean, it people is. can pretty much pick and choose which type of jobs they want right now. And... Companies are paying the money for it because they know they're having trouble finding people. Cool. Now, how about uh, Biden's crack pipes? Or, um, oh, 
We're talking about Joe, not Hunter. Uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, that's a given. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I, I read a little bit about this uh, earlier this week, and um, I know a lot of stuff is getting passed around on the right right angle um, about these crack pipes, but I'm not really certain if this is an issue that uh, I want to fight vehemently against um only because uh I think so you want a, people you want people to get crack pipes no no i don't <laughs> want people to get crack pipes but I, I understand what it is it's supposed to be like you know they're trying to help people that have addictions they're trying to cut down on disease transmission they're trying to cut down on you know these people are in a really bad spot in their lives now it's an age-old question tough love or help them out you know now are they really including crack pipes or not no i don't no, believe so i believe not. i believe uh there's no definitive uh, information whatsoever as to what are in these uh, quote-unquote smoking kits that they're including here. Uh, but I do know that they've said that these smoking kits can be used for crack cocaine, um, amphetamine, or opiates. So that that is sort of like, you know, a, an indicator, okay, well, you know, people that are doing those types of drugs are going to be using these smoking kits. Um, what, do, what do you think about the way that they've talked about this uh, going toward underserved communities, including African-Americans and LGBTQ plus persons, as established under President Joe Biden's executive order on advancing racial equity. That's taken from the Washington Free Beacon, Patrick Hall, February 7, 2022. I think it's insulting to those communities. It's exactly insulting. You know, I, okay. it's, it's pandering to whatever the, the latest thing is, but yet addiction is something that affects groups nationwide. It doesn't matter your race, your color, your creed, your religion. We all, you know, know people that have been battling addictions. So. Now, just to be clear, everybody out there, there are no crack pipes in the smoking kit, okay? No. That was a Republican pounce party. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Should I say pounce party, pounce article? Pounce party sounds good. I mean, it makes it sound like a bunch of friendly kittens, but nothing could be further than the truth. Um, in the smoking kits, there is a whole bunch of stuff, and we had talked about it uh, just before coming on to the episode, but... I'm going to run down a very small portion of it. Harm reduction vending machines, including stocks and machines, infectious disease kits for testing for HIV, HBV, and HCV. Medical lock boxes, FDA approved overdose reversal medication, which is going to be like your Soboxone, right? Mm, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm pronouncing it wrong, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No experience there. So, uh, safe sex kits, including prep resources and condoms. Safe smoking kits and supplies. That's the one that got the thing now because... Who does include the crack pipe? Mm, I think it uh, doesn't, uh, like the Canadians. Yeah, the Canadians, Vancouver, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so I mean, look, if, if we're going to uh, dole out $30 million over three years under this this uh, program, and let, let me make sure that I get the name of this program uh, correct. Funding for the Harm Reduction Grant Program is provided through Democrats' American Rescue Plan. Okay, so it's through the American Rescue Plan. It's three years, $30 million, and you can get 400000 at a pop. Now, that's a good payment on a house, huh? It is, yes. I'd like to see this program run for a little while and see if it actually makes an impact on addiction. Yeah. Um, then, Do you think then, it will? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't believe it will. No. Me neither. But. Me neither. Give it a shot. I mean, we but, wait... Well, wait a minute. We Will wait. it reduce infectious disease? That's another story. I, I really don't have uh, I don't have a take on that yet. I have to see okay. it play out. I mean, because that's Let how the they're... program play out. Thirty million dollars really is a drop in the bucket compared to some of the money that we spend in this country. It really is. It is. You know, you know, but it is taxpayer money. You know, 
I understand the Republicans were looking for something to jump on for Joe, but I, I mean, I think there's enough real world things that he needs help on that this this issue is sort of just you know. Are we justifying the expense for thirty million dollars a year though? You know what I mean? That's true. Like, yeah. like it's thirty million a year. That's, I mean. Yes, you're right. It's a drop in the bucket in terms of other budgetary elements. However, that's a that's quite a bit of money. Yeah. It's quite a bit of money, so and bad. and to be giving it out to people, and the whole thing is for harm reduction. So, uh, also, everyone should know out there that in the application process, there are feedback and metrics that you have to give on how you're allocating resources and what the impacts of those resources are, so that this is measurable over a over the three year period. And what I would like to see, and I'm sure what you already stated, you want to see is, does it reduce harm to the community? Yeah. Um, so how about that Freedom Convoy? Uh, well, uh, we were discussing this, too, just briefly before we uh, came on here. But uh, it looks like uh, it's it's winding down now. I think uh, they're getting a lot of the truckers out of that Ottawan uh, area uh, that are blocking that bridge. Uh Tough call on this one. Listen, as an American, I could say that I am don't support a mandate that actually says you must take a shot in order. Now, to is be that able because to... of the six-three split at the Supreme Court that you don't? No, no, or, no. Or no, you, no, did no, you no. not support the mandate? I didn't before? support the mandate even in the get-go. I mean, I listen. I'm not anti-vaccine whatsoever. I believe that people. I'm pro-vaccine, yeah, anti-mandate. I'm, I'm actually pro-vaccine as well too, but I don't believe it should be mandated. Now, all that is said, again, uh, I'm an American talking about a Canadian issue. And, you know, that's something that's internal that's going on in their country. And I have trust and faith in the Canadian government to make the right decisions, you know, for their people. Now, what percentage of these truckers are actually protesting? What, what percentage is part of this Freedom Convoy? I don't know those numbers. If it's a small percentage, you know, and obviously they're getting goods and services throughout Canada still. I that's right. You know, I haven't heard any articles of any types of massive backlogs or, or you know, products being off the shelf. So... Maybe this is just a small minority of people. But again, this is a Canadian issue. I'm not a fan of Trudeau. I'm not a fan of the mandate. I think they could do it better. But I have to say, I'm going to step aside here. Okay. I would also like to know from... So I would really like to hear from somebody like... You and I are kind of in alignment with this. But I would like to hear from somebody who really... Please, in the comments, somebody who is pro-mandate. If there's anybody who's pro-mandate that can make a reasonable argument as to why everybody should be vaccinated i would really like to hear your opinion uh put it in the comments uh, and while you're at it like and share thanks um how about mr or mrs sam brenton now look the right jumped all over this person and okay when you put it out in the public sphere that you are walking your boyfriend in a dog mask on a chain and leather uh buttless chaps um this the people are going to have things to say i mean i'm just saying right i mean if i came over to your house someday dressed like that you'd be like oh don't come in front of the boys yeah you stay out there on the sidewalk head now look but this person's putting it out there and they are going to be the deputy assistant secretary of spent fuel and waste disposition in the department of energy's office of nuclear energy whoa now everybody on the right's been focused in on one thing is there anything else that we should be focusing on with Sam Brinton? Yeah, his education, his background and experience. Everything that I've read about this gentleman shows that he is more than qualified for this position. Totally. Um, you know, multiple internships at, at, at very, very prestigious companies. 
Um, he's got his own startups going. Uh, what two MIT degrees? Yeah, two degrees um, from MIT. Nothing you know, to scoff out there, right? Yes, exactly. This gentleman knows about waste disposal, and I would say that this is another big zero for the right here, um, only because if they're going to concentrate on someone's out personal life, and yet in the same respect, I thought that the right was supposed to be about staying out of people's personal lives. Then I don't think they really have anything to. You but know, to he share puts on this. it out there. That's the thing. Well, hey, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He, he publicates. Wait a minute. I understand that he's publicating it, but listen. You know, you could post online. You, you know, taking Chrissy for a walk and holding her hand. You know, or me taking my wife out and and, and holding her hand. Something along those lines. Maybe this is the way he does that. You know, maybe this is the way he does that. And okay, now you put I that picture that. out there. You know. Now listen again. The do the dog leash the chaps. <sighs> it's not my cup of tea. But okay. All right. But. Me I'll, neither. I like coffee myself. But, but. And also, you know, another thing, too, is how much are you willing to share? You know, if, if this person is putting it out there, then he does know he's going to get some blowback. But I do, I have read that he's also a key figure in, you know, trying to bring up LGBT youth. So, you know, maybe by him showing this, too, it's an empowerment thing. Because there are a lot of kids out there, people out there that maybe, you know, uh, they're not part of the hetero norm, as I think that's what's popular now these days. Um, that that feel like you know they they can't be themselves and they can't express themselves. Was so, this an affirmative action appointment? Was this part of the progressive? I don't. Left wait a minute. See, appointment. You're, you're of this asking individual. a question. We're not going to have an answer to, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why you're not going to have an answer to it, Ed. That's because you don't know every other applicant that walked into that job. You're just hearing about the guy that was actually appointed, right? If we knew all the different people there, and there was more highly qualified individuals than this gentleman, then we might be able to make that argument. But we don't know the other applicants. This guy comes in there. We do know that he has a stellar record, great education, tons of internships. He knows what he's doing in his field. However, I would say this, though. When you internet search Sam Britton, what you get predominantly is his LGBTQ plus activism more so than his resume. And what happens is most of the time it's self-written. Like he's writing his own LinkedIn profile. He's writing his own biographies. And then the articles that I find through uh, MIT um, and... Uh, you know, LGBT, religious archives, his profile, Sam Britton, the things that it says about him are predominantly about his activism and not about his qualifications. And it has been a slog trying to get information on this, Sam Britton. Yeah. And I, I'm i going to err on the side of believing in just the, ped, uh, the pedigree of his two degrees from MIT. Because I know it's a prestigious school. I mean, and also if you're studying nuclear engineering, my goodness, you got to know something. But I would like to really see more on this fella. Mm. I would like to really see more. I want to see less of his social standing and what he's doing in the LGBTQ+. And I want to hear more about his his entombment for these nuclear uh, waste elements. I mean, not that I would understand the science, but give me more of his accreditations in that field. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. a valid point. Cool. All right. So, is there anything you want to go head to head on? You want to check it out? I'll take it. Uh, you just start in. I'll know where to jump on. Well, I would say that those. All right. I'll play. Uh, I'll play. I guess pro mandate on the truckers real quickly and say that I don't think that these truckers should be having the convoy. I think that these people should fall in line because the mandate is probably the best way for the entire population of Canada or any country that's doing something along those lines to protect public health. 
and these these truckers are going to actually jeopardize their country's security if they don't get actual vaccines well they were essential workers up until the time that they were essentially uh, what was it january 15th or 13th or somewhere around that time when they were told you can't work because you don't have the mandate but all of the time prior to that they were saying how these were essential workers how they were doing great work for the country and then suddenly when they put this mandate forward and said well now you can't work so now you were top of the tier tip of the spear you were our top people we needed you we relied on you and you came through for us in our time in need as a country and now we're going to put you on the back they're not telling you that they they're not telling them that they can't work they're telling them they have to get a shot in order to work that's what they're telling them that that is but if shot that's been used countless times if they have natural immunity uh through a prior infection if they uh have some other medical reason that they cannot get the shot and i'm not an expert in these things but i know that there are instances where you cannot get the shot then what's to say should there be exemptions well there should always be exemptions ed but you can't judge the rule by the extremes so if there's a couple truckers out there that can't get the shot because they're allergic to something in the shot or something along those lines which those people do exist then that's fine. But that's fine. It? But if there's some trucker out there that's of normal health and he's not going to be getting his vaccine because he feels it's some kind of, you know, fight for his personal freedom. Again, I'm just making the argument here for the mandate. Hey, sorry, buddy. Get in line. Get your mandate. Do your job. You're fine. Nobody's threatening your employment. Get the shot. Be smart. Well, protect yeah, well, your, so if protect. nobody's threatening their employment, they are threatening their employment. They're not threatening their employment because really, if the guy did the common sense thing, he would go out and get the shot. But and then he would he keep working. If he doesn't want to get the shot for any reason that they don't want it, they don't want to get spaghetti. Why is it saying like you? It's not your choice. Once to again, put, though, of what to put into your body. But again, to, is what? it really protecting other people though? Haven't we seen a multitude of breakthrough cases with COVID? You know, at first it was so it's a vaccine. Once you get the vaccine, you're going to return back to normal. However, then it was like okay. Well, you're going to need a third dose, and then we can kind of get back to normal. We never got back to normal. Now, I'm talking much more from an American perspective, but Canada, our northern neighbors, went through the same system of lockdowns. They went through the same system of vaccine regimens, through the same medical companies, getting the same vaccines that we got. So if you're told that this vaccine, uh, is there is efficacy against uh, uh, forms of COVID, and then it doesn't, and they keep on moving that goalpost, and you just don't want to get it for whatever reason, shouldn't you have that right? I mean, that makes an argument too, right? Yeah, that's I an mean, I can definitely that's see what you're argument. saying. I understand that. And, and, and to be honest with you, I agree with that. I'm just arguing the other side for the sake of it. I think that the mandate, personally, shouldn't be put into place. I really do. But I also am an American commenting on Canadian politics and yeah. the Canadian system. So what I do know that their lockdowns and some of the measures they took were a lot more stricter than ours, even though ours were pretty strict in the beginning as well, too. And uh, I think some other countries took that course as well, too, you know, as well. Um, we're not going to know the truth about these vaccines for several years. That's right. Um, I am. I do believe in getting them. I think it's the best science out there. I think it offers the best protection right now against this virus. But personally the funny thing is is the way that you're phrasing it is exactly the way that i've thought of it i think that it offers us the best protect i think i think and it's almost like a teleological jump yeah because you can't really know you have to make a leap of faith with it and you have to make a decision based on the best evidence and information that you've gotten but you can't know no. you know i can't know mm-hmm. um and also the experts don't know yet yes. the science is going to tell us over time 
by how it pans out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining me. Interesting time. This Great is a uh, raging centrist. Please like, su subscribe. Gee whiz, that didn't come out right. Like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, we want to know what you think. Please keep your comments respectful, and we will see you next time.